Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, good afternoon. Stoney Richards here with you on News Radio 1020 KDKA with Dr. Joseph Honigman here in the studio for our live Saturday show, which we do every Saturday here on News Radio 1020 KDKA. The Weiner Wellness Center is at 2419 Baldwick Road, 15205, and you can call them if you wish to to make your appointments, 4, uh, 412-922-9355 or 412-922-9355. Well, Dr. Honigman is with us every Saturday uh, and in the studio here, so you can call with your questions or your comments, 866-391-1020. Same number you always use here for us at KDKA. Dr. Honigman, nice to have you here in the studio. I know you're talking about reflux today. I didn't know that when I stopped at Wendy's on the way here, so perhaps I will have some on-site uh, information to uh, to add to your conversation uh, uh, about reflux. How are you? I'm doing fine. Great to be with you today. And yes, I'm looking forward to your comments. About, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> uh, after eating at Wendy's. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm turning my mic off, actually. <laughs> All right. So um, I am a lifestyle and wellness-oriented doctor with over 25 years' experience as a chiropractor. I also hold a Master of Public Health degree from the University of Pittsburgh. Altogether, I have over 40 years of a broad-based background in both conventional and alternative health fields, and I use that experience to help others prevent and even reverse many chronic conditions such as high blood pressure, diabetes, acid reflux, musculoskeletal problems, and much more. At the Weiner Wellness Center, we approach health from a natural standpoint which means we're trying to find the underlying cause of your health symptoms, and then we use safe, natural, effective approaches to get your body to work better. Together, we work as partners to restore your health. Your input and questions will always be honored, and I am accepting new patients. However, I want to be clear that I do not diagnose or treat disease, and if you're taking drugs, you are not to stop taking your medications on your own, but rather as you improve through better lifestyle choices, you can ask your doctor to reduce the amount and possibly even stop taking them altogether. I have had many patients able to accomplish that. So if you would like to make an appointment with me, Dr. Honigman, call 412-922-9355. That's 412-922-WELL. Also, come visit us at our website at drweiner.com or in person at our Green Tree Crafton location at 2419 Baldwick Road. What's more, my name is Dr. Honigman, the Weiner Wellness Center, and welcome to another edition of Get Well Naturally. Hey, Doc, can people call and, and make an appointment specifically with you, or do they call the center and just uh, get whoever is assigned to them? No, they can call and uh, make an appointment to see me uh, uh, or any of the other uh, practitioners that we I have think. there, yeah. but they can absolutely uh, get an appointment to see me and... Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, to being able to help sure. new people. Sure. Dr. Honigman is not wearing a tie today. That is a first for this radio program. 
It's a special program. I'm in a strange mood today, so pardon my asides, but nevertheless, you'll have important things to talk about. I do. Now, before we get started on today's topic, (laughs) today through Wednesday, we are offering a 20% discount on the following excellent supplements. They are GI Complete, both capsules and powder, Cybzyme, an excellent digestive enzyme, Frontier Biotics or Superbiotics, Two excellent probiotics. You can either order the supplements on our phone number, 412-922-9355, or pick them up at our Green Tree Crafton location at 2419 Baldwick Road. Be sure you mention that you heard it on the radio to get the deal. Now, today's topic is gastroesophageal reflux disease, which I will refer to from now on as acid reflux or just reflux. Thank you. <laughs> be a lot easier to introduce that yes and you've talked about this before i have but this is a very important subject and uh i want to do it again sure sure and there's a lot of different aspects i know the last time you talked about it you know i think you kind of only touched uh, on the surface of it but so many people are affected by it and continue to be affected by it they are and uh, oftentimes they'll go to their primary care physician who will uh, uh, subs- they will, who will prescribe to them a proton pump inhibitor, and they will start this proton proton pump inhibitor, feel a little better, and then they will be on this drug for an extended period of time. And as a result, extensive damage can be done to the gut microbiota and to the gut lining. See, we need acid in our stomach to digest our food. Now, in your mind's eye, picture this. When we eat, Our food travels from our mouth through a tube called the esophagus. And when the food reaches the junction where it empties into our stomach, a ring of muscle called the lower esophageal sphincter acts like a one-way valve. It allows the food we eat into our stomach, and then it tightens up, preventing the backflow of acid. The reflux is when the acid from the stomach makes its way back up into the esophagus, And that is usually because something is going wrong with our sphincter, our one-way valve. In fact, I would say the vast majority of all acid reflux is the result of something interfering with the integrity of our sphincter, causing it not to close properly. And this is what allows our stomach acid to flow back up into the esophagus. So, does acid reflux cause a burning in the esophagus? That is not a trick question. Yes, it does. Of course, the acid can burn our esophagus. However, is the cause of reflux because we have too much acid in our stomach? Of course. No, I was going to say not necessarily. No, of course not. No, absolutely not. Uh, It's primarily the result of something going wrong with the sphincter, although there are other causes, including a decrease in gut motility in which the gut has lost its ability to coordinate muscular activity. And if food stays in our stomach too long, the stomach contents are likely to get pushed back up. Guess what else can cause food staying in our stomach too long? Um, constipation? I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I don't have a tie on that. Uh, <laughs> That's why. I don't <laughs> know. You asked okay. the question. <laughs> So what? Okay, so um, <laughs> the answer is too little acid. Too little acid. Too little acid. Okay. Not too much. 
Okay. With a decrease in stomach acid, it will take longer to break down our food. Therefore, it's going to stay in our stomach longer, increasing the possibility of reflux, not decreasing it. Um, however, to your point, okay, a, a, a problem with gut motility certainly can result in constipation. Okay. And so you certainly could have both. You could have acid reflux and constipation at the same time. We will discuss Dave's double burger at Wendy's later on the program. <laughs> Acid reflux is what we're talking about today with Dr. Honigman. Seriously, and if you have suffered from this, you know how, how painful, embarrassing, troublesome this can be. 866-391-1020. We'll take a break. We'll have more as we continue. Uh, Stony with Dr. Honigman here, uh, and you are getting well naturally on News Radio 1020 KDKA. All right, Dr. Honigman is here. We're talking about acid reflux. Helen is on the line waiting from Forest Hills. You, you were talking about, uh, and we'll get to you, Helen, uh, you were talking about having, uh, people talk about having an acidic stomach. You may have too little acid in your stomach is pretty much where you left off there, Doc. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so with a decrease in stomach acid, it's going to take longer to break down our food. Therefore, it's going to stay in our stomach longer, increasing the possibility of reflux, not decreasing it. However, remember, by far, the most common cause of reflux is a dysfunctional sphincter, and many things can weaken or relax the sphincter. We'll get to that after the caller. Okay. Helen is in Forest Hills. Let's um, bring her up. Helen, welcome to KDKA. Uh, say hi to Dr. Honigman. Hi. I'm so glad that you're still on the radio. Thank you. You know, Helen. you kept this hour. Um, a couple years ago, I had a problem, and I went in and I had one of those... Um, I guess it's an endoscope where they get done all the way done. Uh-huh, yes, and they and said, yes, they endoscopy. Said I did endoscopy. not I do not have a hiatal hernia. Right. And then I thought maybe I had uh that gluten intolerance. They said no cuz they that shows up also on the endoscope. Well, anyway, they ended up putting me on Prilosec, Protonix, and Zantac. And thanks to Dr. Weiner, I quit I didn't I quit taking them. He said they're dangerous, so I quit taking them. So I'm just very careful what I eat. And I have a friend that uh, she takes um, prednisone all the time because she has rheumatoid. And her esophagus is in real bad shape from taking that prednisone. She now has Barrett's disease or Barrett's syndrome. Mm. And I've begged her, you know, to go out to Dr. Weiner. She wouldn't do it. And she's like 80 now. Um but what can she do? She's got that rheumatoid, and she has to take the uh, the prednisone, and then she has to take the Zantac continually. What what would you have to offer someone that you know that was in my shape that really doesn't have anything, but just has to be very careful, you know, what I eat? Okay, so so foods play a very important role in the health of your gut. So the okay. first thing we want to do is restore the gut microbiota. We want to make sure that the good bacteria are fulfilling all of their roles and that you have an excess of them, and not a moderate amount, not a decrease in them. We want to make sure that you have all of the proper strains of good bacteria that can help heal your gut and work in tandem with your immune system to fight off bad bacteria, mold, yeast, etc., we want to make sure that you're feeding your gut cells the proper foods along with feeding your good bacteria. So uh, food plays a very important role. 
Uh, supplements play a very important role in creating a healthy gut microbiota. Uh, now possibly you, you may have a problem with gut motility. These are things that we would discuss. So we would figure out if we have to increase your gut motility or decrease your gut motility. You know, that's how rapid the food transits through your system. So it's not something you could just say, hey, you know, like now, perhaps you should take this. I mean, No, not yeah. really. I, I am going to have general suggestions at, on the radio right now. Yeah. So these, this will be a great way to start. The supplements that I'm talking about and the information that I'm providing yeah. is a great way to start. But when you have a complicated situation, you really ought to be making an appointment. I love these cases. We get great results yeah. with so this, all kinds of gut problems, whether it's irritable bowel syndrome, whether it's an inflammatory bowel disease like Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, uh, whether it's just what I call um, uh, leaky gut, where bad things are entering into your bloodstream. Pretty much we, I, can, I can give you a, a, a protocol. So for what Helen is talking about, there may be something out of balance, but you've got to take a look at that. Abs- that, absolutely. That sense, the, the general Helen, if you listen, um, yeah. I'm going to be giving advice for the person who's only uh, mildly, mildly out of balance. And it sounds like you. So if you're only mildly out of balance, we're gonna we're gonna go over everything uh, during the course of this radio show. But if so it's in a little other bit, words, yeah, you could it either uh, the the mobility either needs an increase or a decrease. Yeah, most you likely you're going to figure... For that. Absolutely. Like, if it's an increase, most likely you're going to have diarrhea. If it's uh-huh. a decrease, most likely you're going to have constipation. Oh, okay. And that, okay. Would, af- that would affect the esophagus. The esophagus is going to be affected uh, mostly by the acid, the acid reflux. The reflux of the acid is going to burn the esophagus. And you could still have that even though you don't have a hiatal hernia. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Hiatal hernia is only one cause of acid reflux. There's okay, several other causes. Dr. Weiner used to have a procedure for the hiatal hernia. I do, too. Oh, uh, it's, it's very successful. I, I get wonderful results with this. Thank you so much, and thanks again for being on the radio. Helen, thank you for your call. Okay. Nicely done. Thanks, Helen. Um, yeah, yeah. It's you know, as you just described there... Um, you know, and, and Helen is is one of many people have all sorts of things, uh, and you know she wasn't asking for a quick fix, but I, I right. like the way you answered that. In that, it could be so many different other things, but you have to look at that. And through your point of view, as Dr. Weiner used to do, you guys really get into what it's all about in a personal way without just saying, oh, yeah, you have this, well, here's what you need to take, and then you're done. No, we're, we're looking into the root cause of the problem, yeah. and then we're using safe natural approaches sure. to correct that problem. Sure. Well, that's, that's, and, and hiatal hernia becomes a, a part of this, but I guess a lot of people, I know whenever I look at, at symptoms for something, you look at WebMD or whatever, you look at symptoms, and you always find the worst and uh, if you have stomach problems and you look that up, you can see the words hiatal hernia, and I think that scares the heck out of a lot of people. Uh, that's true. You could have a mild hiatal hernia. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's okay. And not have any symptoms at all. Yeah. 
So you could die not knowing that you have iodine or hernia. Wow. Or, or the other extreme, you yeah. can have iodine or hernia and wind up in the emergency room thinking you're having a heart attack. What is a And that can hernia? happen. And we're going to get to that okay. very shortly. Okay. Right before I do that, just for a second, I want to talk about some of the other causes because it's not just a iodine or hernia that can keep that lower esophageal sphincter open. Yeah. And remember, anything that causes that lower esophageal sphincter to not function properly yeah. and keep open is going to cause acid reflux. Okay. It's a little it's a little door, essentially. It keeps the food down and doesn't let it come back up through It's the a one-way valve, right? It allows yeah. things to go down, and then it's supposed to shut tight. Yeah, and if it doesn't, you're if in trouble. If it doesn't, you're in trouble because you're going to get acid up into your soft esophagus, yeah. and it's going to burn. Hmm. And that's <clears> what it is. It's, it's acid. Right. Yeah. So now, again, while the sphincter is the most common cause... Um, there are a few other things that can cause it, like gut motility. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the things that can cause that sphincter to stay open. Certain foods, such as coffee, chocolate, peppermint, dairy, can cause the sphincter to stay open and cause it to relax, not close properly. Mm. An increase in abdominal pressure, such as obesity, can cause the sphincter to stay open inappropriately. An imbalance in the good versus bad microorganisms, including bacteria, mold, and yeast that reside in our gut. And now the hiatal hernia. And this is when the upper part of our stomach protrudes above the diaphragm. It's a common cause or contributed acid reflux. In a, and as I said before, this is a problem that I often see at the Weiner Wellness Center. Picture it. It's when the upper part of the stomach moves above the diaphragm to rest within the chest cavity. Normally, the diaphragm, our breathing muscle, helps keep our sphincter closed, prevents acid from rising up into that esophagus. Now its ability to do so is compromised. Acid reflux can now occur more easily. So a hiatal hernia can either independently cause acid reflux or make an already (coughs) existing reflux worse. Let's take a break here. News is coming up next. We'll continue this conversation with Dr. Honigman on News Radio 1020 KDKA. All right, we're back. Stony in with Dr. Honigman. Uh, every Saturday we do this from 1 until 2 o'clock uh, in the afternoon. Get well naturally. The Weiner Wellness Center on 2419 at 2419 Baldwick Road. Uh, our number is here, 866-391-1020. This is a live program. There's a lot of med- medical shows on the radio over the weekends, and most of them are taped. So you're kind of sitting back and listening. You can actually participate in this. And um, today, uh, Dr. Honigman, you're talking about acid reflux, which is something that I think affects even the healthiest of us uh, from time to time. You're talking about stomach acid and the lack of or the... Uh, uh, if you have too much of it, what it what it will do. But then, you know, you left off the last half hour on the hiatal hernia situation, and that's where we kind of left off. We're talking about a hiatal hernia, and that's when the upper part of the stomach moves above the diaphragm to rest within the chest cavity. Mm-hmm. That interferes with the ability of the sphincter to stay closed, and as a result, we get acid reflux in many cases. However, I believe that even just the pressure of the stomach pushing up against the diaphragm, whether or not, whether or not it becomes a hiatal hernia, can cause acid reflux. Now, here's some good news. If you have a hiatal hernia, there's a procedure to pull the stomach back down away from the diaphragm. That's what our caller was talking about. Yeah. Helen. Helen. Yeah. I've literally done this technique hundreds of times, probably over a thousand. And this is not surgery. With great it's, success. Yeah. No, it's actually a pretty simple maneuver. 
And for, for most, there's usually significant improvement. And for some, it totally solves the problem. Hmm. Now, occasionally, this maneuver, this hiatal maneuver, is the only thing necessary to hmm. stop the reflux. The only thing. If that's the only thing that's causing the reflux, that's all we need to do. But for many, it may require some changes in diet and lifestyle, along with the hiatal hernia maneuver, along with some key supplements to address the other causes of the sphincter dysfunction. Now, how do you know you have a hiatal hernia? Yeah. Okay. Well, most of the symptoms of the hiatal hernia are going to be due to the acid reflux, with the main symptom being frequent heartburn called acid indigestion, yeah. a burning type of pain that's in the throat, lower part of the mid-chest. However, in my experience, many people with reflux don't have heartburn, but they will complain of other symptoms, including a dry cough, a bitter or sour taste in their mouth, a feeling that food is stuck, in the throat, trouble swallowing, hoarseness, laryngitis, poor sleep quality because because it's typically worse at night, and new or worsening asthma. Asthma. That's just from the acid reflux. If a hiatal hernia is involved, most likely, or you could have an increase in regurgitation of foods and liquids in the mouth, like you're throwing up, but you're not. Mm. There can be difficulty swallowing. There could be chest or abdominal pain and shortness of breath. And in some cases, the chest pain and shortness of breath, as I mentioned before, can be so intense that you wind up in the emergency room thinking you're having a heart attack. In fact, gastroesophageal reflux disease, the full mm. name, reflux, is the most common cause of non-cardiac chest pain. And it's even more common when a hiatal hernia is involved. If uh, if people go in, because uh, I've heard people say, I was admitted to the emergency room, they thought I was having a heart attack, the doctor came in, he said it was just gas. Mm-hmm. Is that basically, is that kind of a, a layman's term that uh, a doctor will use with a patient? Probably, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, would say, I would say that's true. Not a heart attack, you're just having yeah, some gas and problems. And most likely, that's going to be a hiatal exactly. hernia. Yeah. Okay? okay. Now, it could just be acid reflux. Yeah. Okay? But... Well, uh, the cases that I've heard, almost all of them have been due to a hiatal hernia. Huh. Yeah. Is gas also, you know, like extreme burping and just like, oh, my gosh, I'm belching. And, and you know, that I had people uh, say, man, I don't know what we, what we ate, but it just keeps coming up on me. Um, that sounds like that goes down in that uh, folder as well. It's a possibility, yeah. for sure. Okay. I mean, you could have gas for a variety of reasons. You could yeah. have what we call small intestinal bacterial overgrowth where you have these bacteria living in your small intestine, basically getting first uh, dibs on the food that <laughs> enters from your stomach into your small intestine. Wow. They ferment the food, gas is released, and you can have pain, yeah. burping, all of that kind of stuff. Okay. Can Just the fact that you're not digesting your food uh, quick enough because you don't have enough stomach acid yeah. could, could be a problem. Let me give you a few uh, uh, yeah, uh, examples. <clears throat> so... This is an example of someone who did not have your your typical uh, re- symptoms of acid reflux. Yeah. Uh, she came in, uh, she had high, high cholesterol along with that. was another one of her problems. Okay. An acid reflux for two years taking Zantac. After one visit, her reflux decreased significantly. And uh, it eventually subsided pretty quickly. She stopped taking the Zantac. After the third hiatal hernia, she was not just feeling much better, but her cholesterol was down 40 points. And that was due to some dietary suggestions along with 
some supplementation recommendations. Recently, uh, a type of reflux where it was a dry burning throat mm-hmm. that hurt at night with a cough. After two visits, greatly improved hiatal hernia uh, treatment uh, was successful. I'll just do one more. This was a person uh, with a known hiatal hernia and reflux for 10 years, diagnosed with gastritis, which is inflammation uh, of the gut. Scoped many times, diagnosed with a slow, emptying stomach, we were talking about before, and acid reflux. So you could have both. She had her esophagus stretched twice. Medications did not help. Okay. She could feel the food get stuck and sometimes couldn't eat anything because it was difficult to swallow. After just one visit, she said it was like night and day before she couldn't eat anything and now feeling much better and is actually hungry. After the third visit, she was doing great. You said having her esophagus stretched? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I'm curious. What does that mean? Is that well, a medical okay. thing? It is. Um, sometimes because of the acid reflux, you get scar tissue. Okay. Okay, because you get burning in the in the esophagus itself. Yeah. And so you form scar tissue. And the scar tissue can get thick enough that you can't swallow your food. Oh, like a bruise. So, yeah. So they'll come in and, and stretch the esophagus out them with whatever tool they use. Yeah. I guess they, they... The esophageal stretcher, I believe is what yeah. it's called. <laughs> yeah, the official name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, yes. They, they have a little person that they put... Uh, with <laughs> with the, big arms. When they do the endoscopy, yeah. when they do the endoscopy and they put that tube down, they yeah. have a guy that, that goes guy down that, that goes tube. Down there there's, there's no just, camera. There's yeah, a guy down just, We got <laughs> problems down here. <laughs> yeah. But yes, no, that's a, it's a definite wow. procedure. And some people have got to get it done several times because they can't swallow their food. Now you talked, I guess it was the second uh, testimonial uh, or case history uh, where the person came in and this, I believe you said she uh, w- was taking care of the hiatal hernia and you said uh, uh, different foods, diet and things like that. So this was all taken care of essentially without... Without any drugs, right? No drugs whatsoever. Like I said before, sometimes all we have to do is just uh, move the stomach back away from the diaphragm. Just do a hiatal hernia adjustment. But for many others, truth be told, we're going to probably have to work with the gut microbiota, restore a balance between the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. We want to heal the lining of the gut. You know, and that's one of the great supplements that I have on sale today, Mm -hmm. the GI Complete. That's why I have the superbiotics and the probiotics to help restore the the gut bacteria. Uh, The Cybzyme, that's the digestive enzyme, because I said before that if the food stays in the stomach too long, you increase your chance of reflux. So let's get it out of there. Let's have our gut microbiota restored to a uh, much better, healthy uh, level. Okay. Joe is waiting in Wexford. I'll tell you what, let's take a break here. He wants to talk about unsteadiness, and we'll continue this conversation with Dr. Joseph Honigman, uh, getting well naturally. The number's here, 866-391-1020. You can always call the clinic and make an appointment. And as Dr. Honigman said many times, (laughs) many times, sometimes, these can be done without taking anything else, uh, and, and certainly not any surgical procedures at all. So take a look at that. We'll take a break here. Joe is coming up next from Wexford. We'll start out the next segment with him on News Radio 1020. It's KDKA.
All right, Stoney Richards here with uh, Dr. Honigman, as we are every Saturday, live from 1 until 2 o'clock. Got some calls here to start this segment out, Doc. Uh, Joe in Wexford wants to talk about unsteadiness, and then Evelyn uh, wants to talk about food that will help balance acid. We'll go to Joe uh, in Wexford first. Um, Joe, welcome to KDKA. Say hello to Dr. Honigman, and what's on your mind? Hello, Dr. Honigman. Hello, Joe. It was several years ago that I was listening and a woman called in, and she said she'd have these spells of unsteadiness periodically. And say to me, that Dr. Weiner said that there was a vertebrae in your neck that can cause this, and it could be worked on, corrected. Is that, does that sound right? Well, there, there's, it's a possibility. It's one of several possibilities. So there's a lot of things that have to be to, to be rolled out. It, it could be a crystal thing, it could be an inner ear problem, it could be a blood pressure problem. Uh, there are several different causes of an unsteady gait. As we get older, probably the first thing that goes in us is our sense of balance. And there's actually a series of exercises that you can do to help restore what I call that kinesthetic sense of awareness. In other words, where is your body in space? Uh, usually it starts out with you standing on one leg, then standing on one leg with your eyes closed. Then you can progress to wobble boards, balance boards. As you can tell, it is sort of complicated. It's something that you have to be taught in person and you have to be evaluated as part of your, all of your comprehensive treatment. I think it's probably wise to get your upper cervicals adjusted, but I think it's probably wise to get your upper cervicals adjusted pretty much for anything. So, you know, as a chiropractor, C1 and C2 play a special uh, role uh, in keeping the rest of our vertebrae in line. And misaligned vertebrae are a very common problem. And at the very least, even if you're feeling well, you should be getting adjusted once a month. Does that take care of it for you, Joe? Yeah, it just seemed like he had a miracle cure. You just press on your neck and it's taken care of. The way he explained. Well, maybe there's someone else out there in this world that can just press on your neck and make old balance problems disappear. When you find that person, please let me know because I want to study under that guy. Hey, Joe, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. Uh, And uh, Evelyn is in Pittsburgh. Best food to balance acid? That's a good question. Welcome, Evelyn. Say hello to Dr. Honigman here on KDK. Hello, Dr. Honigman on KDK. <laughs> Hi. Yes. Um, I wondered, even with a good diet, and I do have a very healthy, clean diet. In fact, I make no exceptions. I, I'm very hard on myself with that. But um, I wondered what, what specific or even general category of foods or whatever that you can uh, eat to encourage a healthy balance of that stomach acid Um Good question. Well, the, the, here's, here's, the, here's where I, uh, I have to just make it clear. We don't have an acid problem. It just doesn't exist. We have a lower esophageal sphincter problem, or we have a gut motility problem. We have something that's allowing the food to go back up you know, into our esophagus. As long as that's operating and doing the right thing, we need acid. Acid's absolutely essential for good health. Very rarely do we have too much acid. Now, if you already have a problem, okay, so now the food's going back up and burning your esophagus, there are foods that can then increase the acid and make it worse. But 
under normal circumstances, that's not going to be a problem. What the uh, problem usually is, is that certain foods create imbalances in our gut bacteria. That's very, very, very important. Certain foods are going to cause what we call a dysbiosis, an imbalance. And now you're going to have bad microbes that are releasing toxins and all kinds of bad chemicals that can do damage uh, to, our, uh, to our gut. In general, you want to eat a healthy diet. So what that means is basically uh, keeping it as simple and back to earth as possible. So no preservatives, artificial colors, artificial flavors. Sugar is going to feed the bad bacteria as well as do all kinds of damage to your bloodstream. It's going to increase blood pressure. You can wind up with diabetes, etc. We know sugar is not good. So for the most part, stay away from all processed carbohydrates, cakes, cookies, etc. Soda pops going to do damage. Um, processed meats is absolutely awful. So but we're looking at mostly uh, fruits and vegetables, many of which are going to have to be organic. Those what's feed your good bacteria. But so she eats a, as she said, a pretty balanced diet. So it so could be other. Th- it could be other things. Maybe it's stress. You know, no, I don't have acid reflux. I was just yeah. asking. Just curious. Yeah, the, yeah. So, so, so keeping, the, the f- keeping the acid reflux forever happening, and that, that's pretty much what I do. I don't, I don't eat anything processed. Right. No <laughs> processed foods. Raw from the ground yeah. for me, and um, uh, I don't eat any sugar. Uh, no hidden sugar. The only type of sugar I might have is. Uh, I have some organic jam that I've gotten at your sale, and that's not every day, right. for sure. And it's yeah, only about so it sounds like you're doing really good, Helen. It, Live well and prosper. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing that. You're doing really well. You know, the, the things that you have to worry about with your gut is again the types of food that you eat. You have to make sure that you're feeding your good bacteria, and they like fiber-containing foods. So, what contains fiber? That's going to be your vegetables. That's going to be your beans and your legumes. You know, to a lesser degree, your grains. Those are the things that make your bacteria happy. What's going to make them unhappy? You know, sugar, um, processed meats. Meat in general isn't going to feed your good bacteria. So it may give you some protein, but it's not really doing a lot of goodness for your gut's health. I only have some fish. I I haven't eaten meat for a while. It sounds like you're doing really well. Do you have anything? um, But remember what I said, you know, the, the problem that we're dealing with is uh, usually a gut motility problem, uh, and even more so, a lower esophageal sphincter problem. And it's the things that cause that that we have to pay special attention to. And yes, food can be one of those things, for sure, as well as stress, as well as environmental factors. If your mid-back vertebrae are out, that can affect your... Uh, digestion too. It can affect your gut motility for sure. Hmm. There's yeah. definitely things that it can affect. I don't think your gut bacteria are going to care, but it certainly can affect your gut motility. So yes, it is a holistic approach. Safe, natural, effective methods. We deal with the whole body, even the mind, even the emotions. And in my opinion, we should even look at the soul, if you believe in it. I do. Evelyn, thank you for your call. Stay healthy, my dear. My goodness. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you, Helen. <laughs> Evelyn in Pittsburgh, leading leading a good life. We got about a minute and a half here, Doc, um, um, before you're back here again next Saturday. So, 
uh, I guess we can wrap up, uh, talk about uh, acid reflux. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to once more tell everybody what we have on sale today so they can get started. Sure, sure. You know, we've talked about the importance of uh, a good diet. We've talked about the importance of uh, managing stress properly. Now, I just don't want to use these as generalizations. That's why I actually recommend come in, make an appointment. And we get great results. I get excellent results with all kinds of gut problems. But for now, we have Cybezyme, that digestive enzyme that I was talking about. That's on sale for 20% today through Wednesday. It's going to help you speed up gastric uh, emptying. Very mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Probiotics. I've said several times that the gut microbiota plays a key role in not just acid reflux, but all kinds of, of, uh, uh, of gut potential uh, disabilities, health problems. And finally, uh, the superbiotics. This is uh, the, our most powerful and complete probiotic. You especially need this if you've been taking antibiotics or you have taken antibiotics or if you have any type of existing gut problem right now. And GI Complete, this is our best all-around formula for healing the gut, decreasing inflammation, feeding your gut bacteria. It does it all. And it's on sale today for 20% off. You can either order the supplements at 412-922-9355 or show up at the clinic. We're located at 2419 Boulder Road. I want to remind everyone we have our own website, drweiner.com. Thank you for, for, for listening. Nicely this is done. Dr. Honigman. Thank you, Dr. Honigman. And uh, he'll be back again next week, 1 o'clock till 2. I'm up next for you this afternoon on News Radio 1020 KDKA. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 